Welcome to this podcast installment from the Women's Council of Realtors, Leaders Made Here. All right. Welcome to our Leaders Made Here podcast. And I'm Sylvia Seabolt. Today, we are going to talk to Kevin Sears. Kevin, you want to introduce yourself to us? Thanks, Sylvia. Uh, Sure. I'm a broker owner of Sears Real Estate in Springfield, Massachusetts. I've been a realtor since 1994 and have been involved uh, with the Realtor Association since that time and began with my local association and was able to uh, get involved at the state association as well and and then eventually at the national association. And and that's where I was exposed to uh, all different sorts of things, including the Women's Council of Realtors. Interesting. Let's let's talk about that. Um, so I get asked all the time from men, why would a man join Women's Council? And so since you're a man, let's hear from you. Why did you join Women's Council? And what's it like being a man in what is perceived as a predominant woman's organization? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> Pulling no punches right there, Sylvia, starting off. So uh, my, my journey with Women's Council, it's, it's pretty interesting. I, I knew that the organization uh, existed. Unfortunately, there's not a chapter in my local market. Uh, I know that there is one uh, in, in the state of Massachusetts, but um, it really doesn't have a presence in the greater Springfield area. So I was talking with a Women's Council. Uh, she's now a past president, Heather Osier. And this is a few years ago. Uh, it's probably about 2017, I think. And, and she said, Kevin, you really need to become a member of the Women's Council. And I said, okay. Uh, no one had asked me before. And, and since I didn't have it in my local market, it just wasn't something that ever occurred to me. Now, with that said, and, and with Heather's uh, help and, and guidance, I did join and I've been able to participate in several meetings for the Women's Council. And uh, so you asked, what's it like to be uh, a man in the Women's Council? It's crazy to say, but it's empowering. Um, I've only found friendship and love uh, being offered to me. You know, one of the things that I was fortunate to do was speak with someone a couple of years ago when Women's Council was looking at their their vision, their mission, and and doing some strap planning. And uh, I said, the thing that I recognize most, the biggest benefit for Women's Council is the leadership uh, skills that they teach the members, not just the women, but the men as well, the members of Women's Council uh, are given such good tools and resources to be leaders in their marketplace, in their businesses, and then also uh, in the association world. Absolutely. I know you talked about that you don't have a local network in your area to attend events. And a lot of times, most members get a lot of value at the local level. So what value are you gaining? from being a member at large and kind of seeing a bigger picture. A lot of people only see the local level, but you don't have exposure to that. Yeah, so I've actually been fortunate. And Sylvia, I think it was at uh, one of the regional meetings that you and I met for the first time. We were in Newport, Rhode Island with Shannon Buss, and I had the opportunity to attend that event in a capacity for the National Association of Realtors. But that was really my first exposure to Women's Council. I've been able to attend several events at the the national level as well, and and those have been great. But uh, with regards to being a member at large, um, what was really, really interesting is that it actually gives me a great voice to be part of the Women's Council as a member at large because I get to participate in 
the events um, at the highest level, um, I do miss out on the camaraderie that is offered at the, at the local level. But, you know, I, I've, I feel blessed to have been able to attend the events that I have, and I look forward to uh, even more events. Absolutely. And, you know, with our referral network, you're one of probably just a handful of people in the Springfield area to get those referrals. So that pays off too. Yeah, it, it does. I've never uh, been involved in uh, the association for referrals. That's just a, a fringe benefit. And I, I do tell people when it comes to uh, them getting involved, whether it's uh, at the state or national level, out beyond uh, local networks or association is, is a benefit is that referrals do come in. And also, I'm placing referrals. And so just knowing that uh, there's probably going to be somebody that I know in, in almost every market. It's really a, a great thing for me to be able to serve my clients. But then also uh, when a referral comes in to be able to take care of my friend's clients who then become my clients. Absolutely. So you've been doing this um, real estate leadership thing for a really long time. Uh, probably when you're about five years old, you started, right? Um <laughs> What was your first leadership experience in the real estate community? How did that start? And tell us about it. Sure. Yeah, I like telling people, uh, you know, I've been licensed since 1994, but I told people I've been in real estate since 1971. Uh, my father was broker owner of, of our company. A few years back, my brother and I, uh, and my brother-in-law, we, we did buy the company from him. But, you know, when I first got my license and, and joined the Realtor Association, my father told me, go over to the association and uh, join three committees. And that's what I did. I joined the Education Committee, the Community Service Committee, and Government Affairs Committee. Government Affairs really has been my passion. Uh, and I was able to um, serve on that committee for a few years, and then I was able to chair that committee. And from there, that was really the springboard onto my local association's board of directors, um, as well as um, being introduced to my state association. I was able to sit uh, on the state association's government affairs committee. And then that just really opened up my eyes to the uh, extent of, of available leadership positions uh, within the organization. So along those same lines, what would you suggest if, if a realtor was out there thinking, oh, maybe I should get involved in the real estate industry, or maybe I should just keep my head down and focus on selling real estate. What would you tell them? Well, I would tell them that what they need to do is figure out what their passion is. And if their passion is to serve, whether it's their clients, customers, or uh, the membership, uh, that they can do it and there are opportunities. And, you know, find your passion and then follow it. And as I said, for me, it was government affairs. And I joke saying that I've been in real estate since 1971. I was actually born on election day in 1971 as my father was being reelected to the Springfield City Council. And so politics, it's in my blood, it's in my family. And, um, you know, I've been able to use the association and uh, politics uh, to further uh, each of those. The association has a great advocacy program and, you know, being able to use the connections that we have through local and state politics to help forward um, important things for uh, not only uh, property rights, but for realtors and the real estate industry. It's really fulfilling. 
And, and so for th those people that are thinking, you know, maybe I can do something, they can. It's just find your passion. And some members will have passion that's education and others will have community service. Um, there's all different sorts of opportunities. It's just a matter of um, taking a look and, and finding what will uh, fit into, uh, into your lane. Perfect. Um, let's just talk about some real estate in general. What's your favorite real estate technology? Up until the past uh, year, it really had been video conferencing, just because uh, when you're involved at the at the state association, and, and you know this, Sylvia, uh, driving across the state to go to meetings, it can it can wear on you. And so I love the ability to be able to say, nope, I can participate in a meeting remotely. I can tell you after 11 and a half months of this, I miss in-person meetings. I miss them. Uh, so, but okay, now to, to answer your question with regards to business, um, it's got to be my iPhone uh, because uh, so many uh, different things we can do on, uh, on the phone remotely. We don't have to be in the office tied to a computer. And if I need to have something signed by a client, I can do it from anywhere. Um, if I need to uh, get a hold of somebody, if I need to do a virtual showing, it, you know, I think that the uh, the power in a cell phone uh, today um, is almost everything that we would need in order to be successful in this business. Absolutely. I think that it started for um, being able to talk on and we rarely talk on a phone anymore. We forget our phones do that. That's right. And uh, and I'm, I'm talking with you right now. I'm using my laptop, but I believe you're using your phone. I am on my phone. <laughs> So what, what do you think the best piece of real estate advice you were ever given? The best piece of real estate advice I was ever given was um, to, to advocate and work hard for your, your client. If you don't get the job done and you're not successful, then you don't have to worry about the next transaction because it won't happen. And so long as you give 100% uh, to uh, achieve the goals that your clients give you, you'll be successful no matter what. Okay. Um, anything that you are, are burning to tell us about leadership, women's council, your real estate journey? Well, you know, with regards to leadership, I, I think the, the most important thing is um, as you travel, uh, as you're on your leadership journey, take time to enjoy it um, because before you know it, it will be over. I have made some of uh, my best friends in life because of the journey that I've been on in the association leadership. I've been able to, I've been very fortunate being able to do all different sorts of things that I don't think I ever would have done um, if not for the friends that I had met in leadership. But something else that's, that's really important is as you're um, going about your day-to-day -day business and uh, doing real estate transactions, if you find somebody that you enjoy working with um, through a transaction, encourage them to get involved in the association because um, uh, the best thing you can do on your leadership journey is share it with someone else. And, you know, some of my mentors have always told me, uh, not only share that journey, but make sure you find others to take the same journey. And so replacing yourself in leadership is probably um, the most important thing you can do um, because it doesn't matter what you do in your year as a leader, your legacy will carry on based on who you get involved in the association and the women's council um, to continue uh, the work that you've started. So how do you do that? I mean, you mentioned that you've had mentors. How do you then mentor someone else? Do you have a physical conversation with them? Like, I, I see something in you. What, what do you do? How's the Kevin's ears way? 
Absolutely. You know, one of the things, and, and I learned this from my father early on, is is I never ask anyone to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. Um, you know, if, if you want to be a good and effective leader, you have to be willing to put the work in. And I, I started on committees and I would volunteer for work groups or, you know, subcommittees, whatever it was, because I thought it was important to do the work. And, and once you do the work and if you get into the trenches, then you could have great conversations with people. And um, it is, it's, it's encouraging them to continue on, letting them know that you see something in them and that they should look for the next opportunity. Um, and it, it's definitely, it's a, it's a high touch thing that, that you need to do. And it involves uh, probably sometimes months, if not years worth of encouragement, uh, just to get the person to see it in themselves and then to, to want to, to move forward. Absolutely. But to circle back to Women's Council, we talked about you joining Women's Council <laughs> But we've, we've learned and we hear along the way is that a lot of times people join for one reason, but they remain a member for another. What would you say that your, I mean, your reason is no one ever asked you and you were encouraged to join. Why do you remain a member? Because of the friendships. Uh, it's a great network. Uh, I, I love what the Women's Council has to offer for the, the members. Uh, I find myself on, on the website utilizing different resources that are available but it's the friendships. Um, that's what keeps me coming back. And, um, you know, being, being welcome with open arms um, and, and being included in, in different activities. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a great thing to be able to, to be a part of. Absolutely. Any parting words you want to leave with us? This is our Leaders Made Here podcast that we're recording for. And anything you want to say about, you did mention that Women's Council makes leaders and that's what we do. You kind of came to us as a leader already, but anything you want to say about leadership or leaders? Sure. Um, you know, if there's one thing that I could leave you with, and, and I, I do share with others, when it comes to, to leadership, what I encourage people to do is when faced with a decision that needs to be made, easy or difficult, ask yourself, what is the best thing for the members? And, and so long as you have the members uh, out in front of every decision you make, then you're going to be a good leader. And, and just know that it's about the members. It's not about you. Past president of NAR, John Smaby, I, I heard him say this at, uh, at an installation we were at. And when you're a leader, it's, it's not about being in charge. It's about taking care of those in your charge. And I, I think so long as that is your focus, um, then you'll have a, a, a great leadership experience. And, uh, and as I said earlier, you know, enjoy the journey because before you know it, uh, the journey will be over. And, and it's not about that one year in leadership. It's about um, however long it took you to get there and, and the lessons that you learned uh, during that process. I love it. Thank you so much, Kevin, for joining us on our podcast. Thank you, Sylvia, for the opportunity. And I look forward to being able to see everybody in person, hopefully sooner than later. Thank you for listening to this podcast installment from the Women's Council of Realtors, Leaders Made Here.